The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 236. Monday, February 17th, 2014. This is The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 236. I am Rob. You are Greg. Yes. And we are coming at you... Coming to you, not coming at you, we're coming to you Mm. from our igloos (laughs) in the North Pole. Ho, ho, ho! (laughs) Yeah. Now, we are in northern New Jersey, as always. What what do Eskimos sound like? I I always felt that they sounded like that... um, well, again, you never saw the movie, but in Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, um, at the end, where uh, Billy D. Williams Lando is flying the Millennium Falcon, yeah, and, the, and there's a guy next to him as the co-pilot is this like fish-faced guy. Oh, what's, ne- what was his name? Akbar? Ne- no, no, that was the uh, the admiral. Admiral Akbar. It was a Neemnum. Neemnum, or forget his name. Neemnum, I think they called him. Neemnum. 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 Wow. Well, again, it, n- none of these names in Star Wars made any sense. But anyway, so that guy, the way he talked was like, I think that's how Eskimos talk. All right, I'm looking him up. I had his figure when I was a kid. Num. Ninum. 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 Uh, I don't see a fish face. <laughs> I see... It wasn't a human face. Actually, I don't see anything. Why, nothing's coming up on Google Images. What? Well, because you didn't spell it right. N-I-N-N-U-M? What? Uh, No. Well, like that's what. Neen numb. It's N E N I E N N U N B. Neen numb. Oh, well, that's what came up in the autocross. Oh, yeah, this well, guy looks. Uh, he looks like a catfish. First of all, <laughs> this mask is like something you get at the at Rite Aid. Oh come on! <laughs> it looks so cheap. I think he was also in the um, one of the cartoons, remember the droids or something like that. Forget. Oh, anyway. My point is, we are in northern New Jersey, where we live, and. We are surrounded, at least I'm surrounded, I'm sure you are too, we are surrounded by, in some instances, six feet of snow. Eh. Yeah, it's it's just been constant snow. I mean, my backyard is, is, is literally just solid three <laughs> feet of snow. At least three feet of snow. Not three feet. It is. Like a foot and a half. No, not no. It isn't. I'm telling you. My oh. bird bath is buried. <laughs> hey. 
So anyway, so I'm I'm just very I'm the, you know w- walking down the sidewalk, even driving down the street, it's like it's like this this ice tunnel. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> I had to go I had to go to the uh, foot doctor t- this morning, and it took me a while to get out of the spot that I had dug out in front of the house. And then back into it. I mean, it's I it's crazy. And the problem is, so he, in in northern New Jersey this winter, ever since the beginning of January, so pr- for the past several weeks, we've been getting hit with these huge snowstorms, which yeah. stinks. But it wouldn't it, it 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 wouldn't be so bad if we got hit with a foot of snow. And then, like, two weeks later, it, it slowly melted. Then we got hit with another foot of snow. Then two weeks later, it slowly melted. No. We get hit with a foot of snow, and it's below freezing this whole time. So it freezes. Then we get hit with another foot of snow on top of it. So it free- So we've just got these layers and layers of feet of snow and trying to to shovel the sidewalk and dig the car out. Like, th- there's just nowhere else to pile it up anymore. Well, it's the uh, it's the extreme weather from the climate change, and you're gonna have to get used to it. No, it's not going anywhere. I want the other extreme. I want it to get hotter, not colder. <laughs> well, in the southwest of the United States, they haven't had any rain or anything for like six months. <laughs> Good. And the water. And over in England, I'm sure the spaceman can tell us better, but. They're basically inundated with floods. What? Yeah, it's just flooding. Jeez. Nonstop oh. flooding. It's it, it, it's ridiculous. And the potholes oh. are, I mean, they're bad. I mean, but this is the worst I've ever seen. Yeah. The last couple of days. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it's crazy. I mean, you, you're just... You're you're just like driving back and forth all over the road trying to like dodge the potholes and <laughs> it's like a video game. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's 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 crazy, like a super off road or something. So it's it's like you have to balance because like you, in 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 a video game, um, in an old video game, let's say if it were kind of like a like an arcade style racing game. Not a simulator. Um, In an arcade-style racing game, it's like, all right, you can go really fast for a few seconds, but then you lose your energy bar. Like it, it it drains your energy bars. You can't let the energy bar get too. So, so you have to constantly balance speed with energy. So it's like that. You have to like you can go fast, but then you're going to crash into all these potholes and get flat tires. (laughs) So you have to balance speed with dodging the potholes. Yeah. In order to make it to your destination. Oh, yeah, it's 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 just it's crazy. Um, all right, it's, it's, so it's not pretty. It better look. Th- th- I'm done with the snow. This better have been it. Now it's gonna snow again tonight. <sighs> How much? A couple of inches. Oh my god. And the other thing is, so so not only are we getting hit with these huge. I mean, it's a couple inches is a couple inches, but. We've been getting hit with like 10 inch, 12 inch, 17 inch snowstorms. And 
having to like I'll so I'll go outside, I'll take a couple hours, I'll shovel everything, clear it all out. We have these huge, like I said, six foot high mountains of snow out in the middle of the streets and then on the front lawns and everything. And then the pl- the, the the street plow comes by and plows the road. Yeah. And then it puts another three foot pile of snow in front of my driveway, so that I have to go out and dig out the the pile the the snow plow pile of snow in front of the driveway, and then I think I'm done. Why don't you have a snowblower? But let's, I'll get to that in a second. But listen, so then I think I'm done. Then I go out the next morning, and I guess the plow must have gone by mm. again. And I'm like, all right, I'm I'm done. I wake up. It's the next morning. I'm gonna get in my car, go to work. Wait, now there's another two and a half foot Just pile. back the- right over it. You can't. It's like <laughs> solid ice. The temperature has not gone above freezing in like seven weeks. Uh, there was a couple, there was like two or three days there, and then that was it. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I mean, I, we might as well be Eskimos. Yeah, it's, it's not good. This is what Esteban had to go through in Antarctica. Right. Ridiculous. Except he didn't have to go to work. He he was at work already. <laughs> well, listen, I'm observing the weather now, and I'm telling you, it's freezing, and it, I'm tired of it. Uh, I know. Enough. It's bad. It's not good. Anyway. Uh, what should we... All right, let's... Should we start with celebrity deaths? <laughs> um, There's been a few. I guess so. So we, I'll, I'll run through these. Um, this is always, uh, uh, you know, we we pay our respects. So we have pay our respects. We, <laughs> I'm serious. We have born May third, nineteen nineteen. Wow. Died January twenty seventh, January twenty seventh, twenty fourteen. Ninety four years old. Folk singer and musician Pete Seeger. Eh. Any relation to Bob Seeger? Uh, th- th- that was his father. No, no, no I, I don't know. Um, uh, so he wrote yeah. the song "Turn, Turn, Turn." Well, I mean, the famous version was by the Birds, obviously not by him. Right, but they covered the, right. that. Uh, so we have Pete Seeger's dead. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, Pete Seeger, I mean, you know, I'm not going to discount his his impact on, um, you know, music, obviously. But I never really, like, I, again, not to discount him, but, like, you know, a lot of times, like, they, right, so they would play his songs, and I'd be like, eh. Too folky for you yeah too folksy too old-fashioned you know it's like like les paul obviously i'm not going to discount les paul's impact on rock and roll music right but i can't listen to his songs well it was from a different era (laughs) i know they're ancient uh uh all right so next we have born july 23rd 1967 Died February 2nd, 2014. 46 years old. Died from a drug overdose. Mm. Phil Seymour Hoffman. 
Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes, great a great loss to the um, feature film, uh, you know, genre. Tremendous actor. Uh, okay. What do you don't think he was a good actor? I mean, I've seen him in Along Came Polly. Oh. As the guy who sharded. <laughs> I know, but he was funny. He was. He was, but... Oh, come on. Even He was I mean, He was even good in Twister. Luke Wilson's funny, too. I mean, oh. there's Ben Stiller's funny. It's, a lot of people are funny. Look, I... Jeff you know, Garland's he... funny. Ah! He was in uh, he was in the Big Lebowski, of course. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. Was he the he, detective or something? No, he was the rich Lebowski's like assistant. Oh, I don't remember. And he was like, "Hey, dude, look." Yeah, he was very good in that. He was great in um, uh, what the heck's the porn movie? Oh, uh, the Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. Yes. Tremendous in Boogie Nights. Tremendous. Uh, he was actually pretty good in Mission Impossible 3. Never saw it. Obviously not, but... <clears throat> I, I thought, you know, uh, Charlie Wilson's War, he was very good in that. Um, he was he was in one of the two Capote movies. The Truman Capote movies recently. <laughs> Who is that? Truman Capote, he was Capote, whatever. He was like, like um, uh, he was like a filmmaker, or a writer back in like the fifties, sixties, part of like like the Beat Generation. Very strange guy. But yeah, I mean, just just so many. It was like if you needed somebody to like portray like a really almost like out of control like a, or like a weirdo or just something <laughs> off the wall right. you know it was philip seymour hoffman but at the same time he could he could turn in a, a you know a role that was very i don't know like um ordinary i mean you just you just had so much range all right but so so i'm looking through his filmography I'm just yes. gonna. I'll I'll see what jumps out at me. So, 1992, Scent of a Woman. Yeah, but that that's little stuff. You got to go well past that. He was in. Wait, um, who else was in that? Who? What do you mean? Who? Who else is in that? Who? Uh, I know. So, The Getaway. When a man loves a woman. Oh, well past it. Uh, Magnolia. He's well known for. I don't think I've seen that. Um, Patch flawless. Adam. He was in Patchat. Flawless was another uh, really like strong role that he had. Um, Talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah, I don't remember. Almost famous. Punch yes, and yeah. Well, Club. he was in Almost Famous. He was like the the stoned out uh, like veteran reporter. So uh, uh, he was in Moneyball, Hunger Games, Catching Fire. Well, that. <laughs> That's the thing is, you know, he he's going to be last remembered now for doing all these Hunger Game movies. Well, I mean, <laughs> but but so so here's my question. So obviously this guy was very successful. Yeah. He starred in a lot of movies, had a lot of success. 
So my question is, with these musicians or actors or celebrities, when they are there, I mean, he was obviously getting a lot of work consistently for many years. Yeah. Why was he, he, he's very successful, always working. Everyone thought he was a very highly touted actor and very, the critics loved him, fans loved him. Why is he doing drugs Look, uh, why just, do these people do that? I, I could understand if, if you know, you haven't gotten a role in twenty years, your life yeah, is going. Yeah, it's not. It's to do with that. Like, like a Corey Haim kind of guy. I'm not saying yeah. I, I, I wanted him to do drugs and die. I'm just saying I can understand it. Well, Corey Haim's a little bit different because he was sexually abused. But I'm just saying I, I, I can understand like why? How come I'm not getting work? I'm a loser. It has a, nothing to do with that. He spirals out of control, does drugs, and dies. Phil Seymour Hoffman's a successful, beloved it, guy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Look, he has a happy, successful life. Look, Phil Seymour Hoffman. For first of all, he was remember he was a he wasn't a drug addict, but he was at least an, a big time alcoholic when he was a lot younger, and he had been sober for like twenty something years. Good. But, again, but the thing is, him, you know, again, that's just why they say this is a disease. It's, it's, it's something biological. For whatever the reason, this guy had this out-of-control, you know, almost predilection, biological, chemical predilection towards, you know, addictive substances. Disposition? Whatever. So, again, it's somebody who just... You know, can't you just can't have anything, and he'll go out of control. I know, but if 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 it's a disease, right? If I if today I find out I have some kind of a disease, right? Aren't I going to go to a doctor or a hospital? He and, did. and start getting treatment. Yeah, but it's it's not that simple. There's no there's no medication they can give you to have the addiction go away. It just it just doesn't go away. You know, this is a chemical thing, you know what I'm saying? This is like a chemical imbalance almost, you know? It's it's like, I don't know, it, it's it's difficult to describe because you don't have it. Yeah, but true. that's true. kind of where he was. And here's this guy clean and sober. Not only that, he would give speeches all over the country to other, you know, in, in you know, other addicts, you know, trying to motivational speeches, this and that. And, you know, unfortunately, he he did the movie The Master, which I saw. Was, I didn't really like it. But he was very good in the movie. And at the end of the movie, you know, they have their celebration. The movie shoot is done. And for some stupid reason, he decided he could have one drink to celebrate. Oh, no. And literally from that one drink, it spiraled out of control. And he went into rehab last year. Like in May or something like that, because he was telling people, he's like, look, this is going to get out of control. I won't be able to stop myself. Well, then why did he do it? It was too late by then. Uh. And so he went to rehab and it, it, it didn't work. And he was going, he was going to meetings. He was, he was going to counselors to, to all different things right up until his death. He was going to it. And, you know, and he was telling people, He's like, you know, look, he knew that he would eventually, he almost felt like he would eventually get into the heroin. And he just couldn't, he literally could not stop himself. He tried and tried. And he would tell people, he's like, this, I'm, I'm going to die. I'm, 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 this is going to kill me unless I stop it. And he just couldn't stop it. 
So my other question is, well, I have two questions. Number one, tragic demise. If I want to right now, right this minute on the Paul Stevenson show, I've never done drugs my whole life. I've never, I'm not a big, I'm not a drinker. I don't do drugs, whatever. Yeah. It, right now on the Paul Stevenson show, if I decided I want to try heroin, <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to, where do I buy heroin? I don't know anybody who, like, where are these people getting these things? Well, I mean, again, you know, this is, this is somebody who's pro, you know, who's known that he's been around these people before. He's known about it. Uh, you know, it, I, it's not that hard to, Especially with somebody with a lot of money, it's not that hard to track down. But even if I had a if I had a million dollars right now, who yeah. the heck do I call? Like I, I I I wouldn't even if I wanted to do it, which I don't. And anybody listening, don't ever 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 do. Well, heroin. they arrested some guy that was like a was some drummer, right? And they arrested him, saying, "Well, he sold him the heroin, and he denied it, whatever." But in any case, you know, this is again, this is like some other guy that he was friends with that. Obviously, yeah, you know, make a call, you do this, you do that, you know, you're at parties, everybody's got all the stuff there, whatever, you know. I know, just... but then but then my other question is, so that was the first question. The second question is, even if I did know who to call, and it's a friend, or I'm at a party with other friends, or whatever, like, don't my friends care about me that they're going to say, if, no. if, I, if I call up my friend and I say, hey, uh, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman, give me some heroin... If, this, if I'm calling my friend, shouldn't the friend say, no, you're out whoa, of control? Whoa, 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 wait a minute. This not... is not a friend. This is just somebody he would know from somebody else. These people are not friends. Oh. Come on now. Plus, you know, you talk about like, um, for instance, Corey Feldman is a good example. You know, Corey Feldman, when he had money, he had like some bit of an entourage around him and they were like leechers right and if hey there's a party going on Corey's there he's gonna have some you know some some stuff and 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 that was it so you know they all kind of you know latch on well anyway so it's a very unfortunate uh, thing he was a very good actor and you know i'm i'm saddened by the fact that you know he won't be able to play any more any more parts all right, we have another big one. So that was a big one. Paying our respects. We have a, I'm si- why are you laughing? I'm okay, si- fine. We are paying our respects. We always do this. Celebrity death. So we have another one. Big one. Born uh, April 23rd, 1928. Died February 10th, 2014. 85 years old. Shirley Temple. Ah, Shirley Temple. Dead. Had a drink named after her. Yeah, very, very positive. I mean, of course, she was way before our time. Um, even though you and I are into a lot of TV and movies and music and pop culture that is before our time, she was even before that. So she was from the 1930s. Child star, child actor. Um, yeah, well... I... I don't know why, but for some reason, you know, going back to the 80s and, you know, you would rent we'd rent all the videotapes and all and and that kind of thing. For some stupid reason, my sister rented probably Shirley Temple's most famous movie, I think, was A Little Princess. Okay. 
and from way back then. And my sister rented it, and you know, my father taped it, you know, onto one of our tapes. And for some stupid reason, my sister constantly watching this movie. Nah, constantly. I've never seen a Shirley Temple movie. Oh God, I couldn't take it anymore. Ugh. Well, anyway, she. So so now Shirley Temple and Shirley Hempel are both dead. Uh, was she in uh, Shirley Hempel's in Good Times, I think? What's happening? What's Whatever. So, anyway, so uh, Shirley Temple was also the U.S. ambassador to Ghana and Czechoslovakia. <laughs> yes. Just like Tammy Aaron. <laughs> no. Another one, another big one, born yes. September 8th, 1922... Died February 13th, 2014, 91 years old. Mm. Again, maybe uh, a little bit before our time, but mm. Sid Caesar. The show of shows. Yeah. Sid Caesar. You know, it was funny. We were talking about, um, uh, like, how Eskimos would talk. But Sid Caesar, one of his comedy bits was that he would do these... He would pretend that he was speaking all these different languages. Mm. But in reality, he wasn't. He was just speaking in gibberish. Ah. But he would sound as if he was speaking in the language. Like if he was, it's like, you know, oh, I'm going to speak Italian. He'd be like, hey. For instance. Right. <laughs> you know, or... Um, you know, if you had like, oh, yeah, I'm going to speak Japanese. And, you know, this, this, the Japanese guy said, and you're like, oh, no, what the, oh, Right. But I, well. I don't know. That was like his big bit. Because his body language and tone would convey what he was really trying to say. Obviously not his words. Right. In the comedy bit. Yeah. So the point still came across. Right, but um, your show of shows, of course, was famous uh, because uh, that was also a starred uh, Carl Reiner. That was like his first big, big show many, many years ago. Yeah. And then he starred in the movie It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Uh, yeah, he was one of the guys in there. I don't know if he wasn't even like a major player oh okay. it's interesting your show shows of course his main one of his main female co-stars was Imogene Coca uh was yes. she a singer no no she was a comedian she looked like really wacky and um why does that name sound familiar uh you're thinking of somebody else so um she uh she was um she was in the first National Lampoon's Vacation movie with Chevy Chase. She was Aunt Edna. Oh. And ironically, um, and she croaked. And ironically, in the uh, the fourth one, which was the, the Vegas Vacation, um, Sid Caesar was made an appearance. Oh. And he also croaked. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, on yeah. Screen. So it was kind of funny. They had the, They had both of them. Um, and then I think, I think that was it. Oh, for the deaths? Eh. Yeah. Unless you had anyone else. Um, 
Um, no, I mean, the only other one, I, I don't, most people wouldn't even know, would, um, the, uh, the father from the Walton show, the Waltons, Ralph Waite, died. He was 85. Very good. Ralph Waite. All right. Um, never saw that show. I've seen it a few, I never, I couldn't, I really didn't like it. It just was... Was not it was not the kind of show that I had any interest in in watching. No. By the way, speaking of out of control celebrities, apparently Chris Catan is completely out of control. What? I love oh, Chris Catan. Yeah. Oh yeah, he um he was apparently he was uh, you know whacked out on a on an airplane, got off the airplane. Uh, just driving his car around, crashed the car, just just a mess. What? Are you sure he uh, wasn't just doing a bit? No, what? He crashed a car on purpose? No. <laughs> Playing a character. No, no, he's he's all messed up. And um, then people were, were making fun of him on Twitter because of it. And he was getting all he was getting all mad. And Well, this says he passed out during a TV cooking show. And he <laughs> blames that and crashing the car on... he He's just exhausted. He uh, couldn't stay awake. Well, is I certainly tr- is that true? I don't think so. I certainly hope that uh, he um, that we don't lose Chris Kattan. I know. Come on. Although he hasn't been in anything I could think of in years. He was on an episode of How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> okay. Several years ago. Yeah, but so was uh, Ralph Macchio, and what else has he done? Well, well not crashing cars. <laughs> no. Oh man. It's not good. You know, speaking of uh, whatever happened to people. Oh, sorry. Whatever happened to Frank Caliendo? Ah, he, he stunk. <laughs> what? He was funny. He was all those impersonations. Yeah, but his show was not that good. No. Well, he was on Mad TV. He was very funny on Mad TV. He would do... Uh, With John Madden. John Madden. Yeah, right. He would do- Bill Clinton. He did everybody. Right. And um, yeah, it was very funny, and 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 then I'm I'm watching uh, what the heck was that? Well, he he does he does stuff for like football on one of the NFL like pregame shows <laughs> he's been doing on maybe ESPN or Fox, I forget, but he he impersonates like Terry Bradshaw, he impersonates like everybody that's on the pregame show. Mm. All right, but, well then, well that so that's where he is then. Well, no, 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 but so this, the really funny thing I saw was um, they did a, uh, before right before the Super Bowl, they, he did a, for ESPN, he did a 30 for 30 mockumentary. Now, if anybody doesn't know, this is ESPN's thing. They do these, like, 30 for 30 documentaries. They're, like, 60 minutes long. They're on sports figures, whatever. Right. And he did... He, and so they were talking about 
Before the Super Bowl, there's a, the defensive player on the Seattle team, Richard Sherman, was in the news because he got in some the other 49ers player's face at the end of the game or something. Who cares? So then did this whole thing and and he did this went through this whole thing where he impersonated like every single like ESPN analyst, including like Mike Ditka. It was really funny. He did did Bill did Bill Belichick. Ah, oh, hate that guy. <laughs> and he was like dressed in the like the Belichick like cut up sweater and everything. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Well. And then at the end, of course, he did Bill Clinton and George W. Bush. But oh, whatever. I thought it was funny. I don't know. He was okay. I mean, for yeah, he's, he's one of those guys. He got really popular for a few years and then just faded away. Well, I guess, well, he's kind of like our generation's Richard Little. Yeah. Like, Richard Little was really, really funny doing the impersonations, but, like, once he got, like, to a certain... After a certain point, like... Like, he wouldn't... In, like, he wasn't doing, like, current impersonations. Well, how could he? He was, like, 70 years old. He still could have done it, but... It, like, he used to do, like, Richard Nixon and Johnny Carson and, right. and and Don Rickles. Old people. I know, but it got... Yeah, that's the thing. It got to the point where, like, nobody knew who these people were anymore. <laughs> I know, but how's a 60-year-old man going to impersonate, you know, Kurt Cobain or Lady Gaga? Or, <laughs> right, right, right. can't. Well, not only that, but he couldn't, like, even if he wanted to impersonate Nixon or Johnny Carson, like, nobody would know because they weren't current anymore. They wouldn't know all the little mannerisms that he was making fun of anymore. Oh, right, yeah, right. Yeah, it, 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 his impersonations became irrelevant. Right. And essentially, Frank Calando's kind of the same thing, although now... He's just impersonating everybody. <laughs> Any chance that he gets... He's impersonating himself. Does. Whatever. We should get him on the show. He could impersonate <laughs> us. No, no, but he he only does it like... He's got it... Like, he has to look the part. That's his whole thing. He has to look the part. Alright, well, so he could still... He could do it. He could dress up like me and you and... Whatever. Do an episode. So, um... Uh, the Super Bowl, I mean, who cares about the game, but it was yeah, a blowout. That was terrible. <laughs> Embarrassing. Did you have any uh, um, commercials in the Super Bowl yeah. that you felt uh, were noteworthy? I really... Uh, I kind of like the Radio Shack one where they had all the 80s characters. Uh, you know, they had like I... Eric Estrada and Hulk Hogan and Alf. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of funny. But like I, I I believe I talked about this in a past episode of the Paunch Stevenson. Well, they had the Full House one. Did you see the, uh, the Full House with, one with Bob Saget and yeah, with, it was yogurt, right? Uh, I guess so. I don't. It was like John Stamos was sitting there like talking to a date of his, right? Which is kind of strange because wasn't he supposed to be married to uh, Rebecca? Well, not anymore. Um, but anyway, so he's sitting there, and then all of a sudden, uh, Bob Saget, uh, Danny Tanner appears, and he's like, he's like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, you're making a mess. And then uh, Dave Coulier is there, Uncle Joey. Right. And he's there doing some, like, stupid Popeye, and he's, John Stane was like, how come every time, everything you, you work in Popeye? <laughs> I know. Uh, but it's very, it's very funny. I have to say that 
for a while, like on, on, this was like probably 10 years ago. And then they did a bit with Jimmy Fallon, where Jimmy Fallon was on, like, it was in like the full house, like bedroom set. I know, I see, yeah, and I was going to talk about he's sitting there in the bed, and then they show up, and they're all like goofing on him. I was going to talk about that. But, so anyway, Dave Coulier, in, in the early 2000s, wasn't he on The Surreal Life? He was? Yeah. Oh, alright, maybe. And, 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 like, so, while he was on Full House, he was a little bit of a, like, he wasn't fat, but he was kind of, like, a little chubby compared to okay. the other guys. But then on the, like, so then years later, I see him on The Surreal Life, Is like, oh, he's, like, he's, he, he looks much more in shape, he's thinner, he looks, mm. like, kind of more grown up now. And then in that movie that I reviewed a few episodes ago, um whatever it was called, the holiday something, I don't know, it was whatever that Christmas movie was with Dave Coulier. Again, like, he looked, like, he didn't look like a bodybuilder, but he, he was kind of thinner and, and looked decent. Yeah. And then now, with the Jimmy Fallon thing and this commercial, it's like he's gained Good all this boy. weight again. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know why he gained all that weight. Uh. Um, well, but so, yeah. so so what I was going to say is I talked about that. I, I believe I talked about this a while ago on an old in an old episode of the Paul Stevenson show. But you and I growing up throughout the 1980s, even the 1990s, there was this really big hype about Super Bowl commercials. Right. So my thing is throughout the year, companies would release regular commercials however much their their budget was at the time and and we would just have regular commercials mm. but then they would save up this super huge big budget for super bowl commercials and do something really special and right. very very technologically advanced um so in the 1980s you would have like these really crazy technologically advanced like Super like special effects and 3D and like right. all this stuff. Right, and then they stuff. would have like you know like um, Doritos would have a thing where, hey, you know, buy the Doritos in the store and rub it off, and if your number comes up on the screen, you win all this money. And right. and remember with the 3D, there were the 3D uh, commercials and everything. Yeah, and right. So it was this big special big budget thing, but then. Toward the you know the 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 later 1990s and now in the 2000s, to, it was and, all internet tens. Well, internet no. companies. I mean, yes, but ever since CGI, computer graphics, ever since that has gotten more and more affordable and more and more commonplace. I mean, now yeah. now CGI is in everything. Right. Even even your local you know low budget homemade commercial has CGI in it. So at this point, being that throughout the, the year, 365 days during the year, every plain old regular low-budget commercial has special effects and CGI, yeah. Super Bowl commercials are no longer special. Because, yeah. it, because it used to be, wow, look at these crazy special effects that they saved up for the Super Bowl commercial. Well, now the crazy special effects are in every commercial, so... What is right. the big deal about super? They're, 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 it's, it's not a big deal anymore. What is the draw? Uh, Nothing. Well, the, the draw for the advertiser is that you have hundreds of millions of people watching. Yeah, right, right. Really right. And I, and I understand you have a large captivated audience. I mean, some of them are funny, you know, some are like, you know, kind of, 
vulgar. Then there's the, all these like you know kind of retro commercials and right stuff like that. I, but it, but it, growing up, it used to be wow. Did you see that yeah. Super Bowl commercial? That was what? so cool. How'd they was, do that? Now it's like oh, big whoop. They special. I, I saw that last week in the regular commercial. Who cares? I can't remember. Was the Cindy Crawford? Pepsi commercial originally in the Super Bowl. I think it was. I have no idea. Oh, that was a good commercial. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah, well, no, I, I know. I mean, a lot of them are so abstract that they're just stupid. You know, and some of them are funny. I, you know, I, I like like some of them, but um... some of them are funny. But because <sighs> computer graphics and special effects have become so common. Yeah. They they the Super Bowl commercials are no longer they no longer have that wow factor because they can't have that wow factor. Right. So I don't even think it's that so much. It's it just a lot of them were like like the the infamous uh, Macintosh ad from 1984. Right. I mean that wasn't computer graphics. <clears throat> No, but it was but it, big budget special effects. Right, because it, it was like very, you know, like utopian or whatever the heck it was, you know. It was, but it was, uh, you know, that was the big thing about it. But to me, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I just didn't, I didn't think any of them were very good. You know, GoDaddy for years yeah. made the big stink. They're stunk. Uh, Budweiser did the stupid puppy and the horse thing. That was <laughs> stupid. See, what, the, um, what, what I don't understand about Budweiser commercials, they, they, they do all of these very um, sappy animal commercials every year. Yeah. What does that have to do with beer? How is that selling know. me? How is that making me want to go out and buy Budweiser beer? Eh, whatever. It doesn't. Eh. Stupid. I, I'm just looking at the list. I mean, I'm looking at half of these I never even saw. I mean, the um, then Chrysler did the one with Bob Dylan. Oh God, that got <laughs> bashed online. That hey, got... yeah, you got a new car coming out for the Chrysler. That people, people online, just ripped Bob Dylan to shreds over. What a sellout! He's he's a shill for cars now. What a what a hypocrite! And you know, just what I mean. Yeah. Plus, it just wasn't a good commercial. There was also a Transformers: Age of Extinction preview. No, oh, I saw that. I remember I texted you. I'm like, uh, apparently, there's a Transformers Four coming well, out. We knew about that already. Did we? Did I know about that? Oh, yeah. We Maybe I just, he was making another one. Maybe I just blocked it from my memory. Well, speaking of Transformers, and we've talked about uh, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah. And the plagiarizing, that he, and that he was quitting, and this and that. Well, right. you know, he shows up at this, like, French... I guess it was a, it was a Cannes Film Festival. I don't know. One of the, he showed up at some film festival, yeah. and they're on the panel there answering questions, and he gets frustrated and just walks out. Then he has to apologize. Then he's he's he opened up some weird art gallery in Los Angeles, which was, and it was titled "I Am Sorry" or something like that. And <laughs> what? <laughs> he, if we were in if you were in Los Angeles and maybe you still can, you could have gone to this art gallery, this art exhibit, and and one of the one of the 
pieces in the gallery with Shia LaBeouf sitting on a chair. No. Yes. The real him? Yeah, it was him. Could have gotten a picture with him. <laughs> now, here is a guy. He's a maniac. He's 27 years old. He'll, he'll be 28 in a few months. What is, there's no reason for a successful, rich, famous, talented 28-year-old, 27, 28-year-old to be behaving this way. Just um, shut up, stay quiet, stay out of trouble, continue to get roles, and just, just be happy. Well, what is the problem here? I don't know what to say. I mean, my God, if if I were one of these athletes or actor, like, you know, young athlete, young actor, I'm making millions of dollars. I wouldn't be going out to clubs and carrying guns in my pants and doing drugs and not wearing underwear and flashing the press out of a limo. And I would just shut up, sit in my rich, nice house with my jumbo screen TV and just stay out of trouble and don't do drugs, don't party, don't throw eggs at people's mm. houses, don't shoot myself in the foot at a nightclub, don't, <laughs> don't, you know, just shut up and just stay home, have your money and just enjoy your TV and stay out of trouble and continue with a successful, peaceful career. Why and do many they of them but, do? What, what, but why do they have to ruin it? Why do they have to sabotage themselves? Uh like the party, I don't know. It's like, you know, it's, thousands, thousands and thousands of people would love to get signed into the NFL or Major League Baseball or Hollywood or or get their big break and, and star in a big budget movie. And There are people who would love it, who would devote their whole lives to, to having that one big break. You get that one big break and then you're just throwing it in the garbage. Well... I don't understand. Eh. It's very baffling to me. Yeah, well. But then, then again, I mean, a lot of the... Um, a lot of the celebrities don't do anything like that. I know, but none of them should. Well. Uh, so, um, Actually, wait. So, speaking of football... Oh, God. Have you heard about this this homosexual we're going to talk about this <laughs> well, I the think... gay football a gay NFL player so what exactly so what why are people making this huge deal about nothing well, because he's the free he'll be the first guy should he actually make it onto a roster that would be openly gay in, in, in the NFL which is fine it's a notoriously, you know, macho uh, game, I guess you want to say. Yeah. The thing that I don't understand, like like even several years ago with the military, the U.S. military, like, well, we don't want gay men in the military, and now we do, now we don't. Now, and, and, and some people's arguments for not having gay men in the military is that, well, I don't want to be out on the battlefield and... and and you know some some enemy is about to shoot me and the guy behind me on my team instead of paying attention and saving my life is too busy staring at my butt right and it's like uh, w w when has that ever happened 
It hasn't. That is such a stupid, idiotic, nonsense argument. Well, I, but people I, keep making it's people are using the same argument in the NFL. There's players like, oh, well, I don't want to be in the locker room, and and while I'm getting dressed, I have some guy staring at me. What? That's not going to happen. Well, I think there were more. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more along those lines. But it's not going to happen. If you hey, get a straight, very insecure, what can if, I tell if you? If you're on the same football team, don't you want the best player out there, regardless of if he's white, black, Chinese, Italian, gay, straight, tall, short? I want the best guy who's going to win me games. Right. But and if again, he stands next to me in the locker room, he's not going to be staring. I mean, who's going to be staring at another player the entire time making a I fool know, out of but himself? You know, again, you know, football, like the military, is very... Um, you know, very uh, physical. It's it. There's a lot of hazing that goes along, and so well, that's not right. You know, it just it's it's very very. St- I find it very stupid. It very just th- these people are very stupid. And then and then t- teams are saying, well, we don't want to draft a gay player because we don't want to draw the media attention to ourselves. What, are you kidding me? What? First of all, it's not going to draw media attention. But but second of all, even if it does draw media attention, what kind of team doesn't want media attention? Duh! Like you could be the the lowest team on the totem pole. You know, you're out in the Midwest. Nobody cares about you. Now all of a sudden, you draft this guy. You're going to be in the spotlight. That's what teams want. Yeah. What is wrong with these people? Well. I'm, I'm, I am embarrassed for the human... Ra- I'm, I'm embarrassed to be a human. I'm embarrassed to be an American. It's embarrassing. I'm serious. This is embarrassing. <sighs> you know, it's like in, in, in what what decade was it when, when the baseball was like, well, we don't want to draft a black man. Like, what, what <laughs> was that the 40s, 50s? Yeah. When was that? Well, yeah, it was up until 1947. That's ridiculous. It's the same thing all over again. It's literally the same argument all over again. Right. Black people need to have a separate water fountain. Black people need to have a separate school and a separate bus and a separate baseball team. And it's happening exactly again. Well, no, it's not happening again. It's 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 the 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 boundaries are being broken now. No, because you have, well, we don't want to draft a gay man. I don't want a gay man in my locker. Nobody said that. They're saying that. Who? Football players. No, actually, they've been pretty supportive. Some of the college ones have. The NFL ones have not. No, a lot of the NFL ones have been supportive. What do you want from me? Well, I hope so. It's, it's, It's freaking NFL. All they care about is money there. End of the day, that's all that league cares about is money. Isn't the NFL a non-profit organization? Yes, technically. <laughs> well, how does that how, how does that work? Well, because what they say is, what they claim is that because the, all the teams revenue share, so essentially, like any money that is made is all is being divided up amongst the teams. Anyway. <laughs> so what's ever yeah, left right. over? Wait a minute. So whatever's left over, in a sense. The league uses that for their day-to-day operations, and then that's it. All right. But yeah, it is, it's kind of a joke. <laughs> NFL. Next. So, um... Um... 
So wait, yeah, wait, so wait, 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 wait. Who's starring in Transformers: Age of Extinction? Mark Wahlberg. Not Shia LaBeouf. No, no, no more Shia LaBeouf. He's gone. All right. It's nope. Marky Mark no, and the Megan Funky Fox. Bunch. No, Mar- no, Megan Fox. This is what's strange. Megan Fox, who apparently Michael Bay didn't hire for the third Transformers movie because he didn't like working with her and felt that she wasn't a good actress, but yet he hired her for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie he's doing. I thought it was because she publicly made fun of him. No, I don't think so. I I, I think she kind of... Uh, well, she didn't make fun of him, but she kind of made fun of the movies. Like, oh, these movies are stupid. And mm. He's a moron. You know, what, what can I tell you? You know what I hate? The only positive about his continued uh, doing of these movies is that we'll have good material. <laughs> For at least like an hour and a half episode. We'll just be uh. bashing it nonstop. <laughs> In fact, while I was watching, I was at the digital press store. We're having a Super Bowl party there. We're watching it. And our friend Frankie, who we do the video podcast with, mm. he was there. And I turned to him after the, that commercial. And I'm like, what the hell were those things? And he goes, he just looks like shaking his head. He's like, yeah, those are the, quote, Dinobots. What? It, was like, it looked like Godzilla with no skin. It was terrible. So... Uh, man, what the heck was I just going to say? It was pitiful. Oh, so what about the voices, though? Of what? Same voices? Who cares? I don't know. I I guess we could look it up. Autobots, transform and roll out. Yeah, I mean, now Optimus Prime is, uh, God knows what. He's probably, he's like, probably like Beast Wars now. (laughs) The gorilla. You know, where he's, uh... The surfing gorilla. (laughs) Is that what it was? Yeah, didn't he have a surfboard? Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it was so bad. Autobots, I need more bananas. Um, <laughs> Energon bananas. Oh, oh, Kelsey Grammer's. <laughs> Come on, why is he in this? Kelsey Grammer. Uh, is oh, he, so wait, is he Perceptor? <laughs> no, he's a human character. Sophia, translate that to English. Sophia Miles, remember she was at one of the Chillers. Mm. We we saw her getting coffee. Oh yeah, she's one of <laughs> right. the characters. Uh, I don't know. Peter Cullen is uh, yet again in there. Uh. Um, Bumblebee does not talk, of course. Uh, apparently, I, they don't say what the other voices are because God knows who they are. Um, Freedom is the right of all sentient beings. Although apparently, uh, no, I don't know who this guy is, but uh, uh, Hound. There's a Hound in this. Uh, oh really? I don't know. I don't know who any of these other characters are. There's Dinobots. Oh, Galvatron! Ah, Galvatron. <laughs> wonder if Leonard Nimoy do that voice. I'll crush you just like I crushed Ultra Magnus. They should have Frank. I'd rather hear the... I'd like to hear the Frank Welker Galvatron again. <laughs> the yeah. maniac. I'm going to kill you, Ultra Magnus! <laughs> Yeah, or the, especially like when he went when he went psychotic, right? And like Cyclonus didn't know what to do with him because he was like off his rocker, right? <laughs> I'd like to hear that one again, <laughs> Frank Welker. Now I don't know that'll come out in the summer, so we have to <laughs> watch that. They need to get Unicron in there. Uh, wasn't he in one of them already, or no? Oh, I maybe I don't remember. He was in the Transformers Prime show, and he's in that. You belong to me now. 
I know that um, I there is... belong to nobody. <laughs> ah, yes, the old. Uh, Come Megatron. on, they, why don't they re-release the original instead of this re-release it? It's, it's out on DVD in the theater. Oh, nah, they'll never do that. I, well, because... of course not. No, because it's it's all it's all Hasbro, and again, Hasbro doesn't do anything unless they can sell new toys. So yeah, that's true. They, they, yeah, they'd have to create all those toys all over again. You know, I mean, that's why like a lot of people complain, like, oh, why doesn't Hasbro? Um, you know, I mean, they've kind of allowed in like the the like the, the Cybertron video games, for instance. Hmm. Um. Although the one, I think the new one, which is kind of an RPG, people were complaining about it that it, it's going to have all this this Bay former stuff in it, <laughs> they and they're RPG. like, "Oh, come on!" But um, Transformers RPG, yeah, I mean, even those, um, you know, I think they kind of get away with it because they're like, well, you know, it's a video game, so we're well, you know, we kind of, uh, you know, kind of let them up, but. And the movie is just making them a ton of money, but the cartoons—it's just all based on the toys. Yeah, true. You know, and you know the Prime series is over with, and I don't—I don't know where the next series is coming from, but mm. you know, it's unfortunate. But I mean, like I've always said, you know, I'm like, why don't they just like continue Generation One or something? I don't know. Re—I would—I wouldn't even care if they rebooted Generation One. If they had, like, Frank Welker and Peter Cullen again or something. But they're never going to do that because they wanted all they care about is toys. You know what would be better video games? Transformers video games. Because none of them are, are very stellar. Okay. Why not just take an existing... Like, for example, you know, because Transformers, you have cars, you have airplanes and, and all these different things. Why not just take, like, I don't know, Daytona USA by Sega... License it and just rebrand it as Transformers Racing because you're just and and just say like you're playing as Jazz, a race car you, from the Transformers. Why would you want to play a game like that? Or like Microsoft Flight Simulator, just say you're playing as as uh, Power What's Glide. What's the point of that? <laughs> you're playing as Starscream. You have to fly the jet across the, the Atlantic point, Ocean. First of all, there was one of the I. One of the Cybertron games that was on the Wii. I think I have it, but it it was um it was not very good. It was very simplistic. And yeah. it's almost like that. I mean you, you it was like a rail shooter almost, and you were like driving boards and flying boards, and it was really dumb. Um but the full versions of, of those games that they had on like the 360 PS3 I mean, they had very, very rich story modes, and that's why a lot a lot of Transformer fans really liked them. They had very good story modes, yeah, for instance. I guess. And, and you know, the robots didn't look ridiculous and all that. So that's that's why a lot of people a lot of people liked them. Unfortunately, I think one of them had Peter Cullen and Welker, and the one didn't I, very hard to keep track, but you know, I mean I've always said, why don't they just come up with a you know, they should have a game based only on Generation One Transformers. I would love that. They had it one time. They had, on the PS2, they made a game. It was actually Takara that made it. 
and it was only released in Japan. But it was a very it was a but it had like 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 forty generation one skins. Wow. The problem was here's the weird thing was the cutscenes were all in English. Okay. They were in then they had Japanese subtitles, but they were putrid. Uh yeah. Well, oh they, my right. god, they were so bad. What did they like? What like what was one of the voices? Like what, what did one of the voices sound like? Well, the voices were awful. They were just too generic. But they were so boring. So it wasn't like a Japanese guy trying to do an American. No, no, no. They were. I think they were like English English language actors. They'd be like, you know, Optimus Prime be like, hey, uh, he'd be like, hey, uh, hey, Bumblebee, why don't we go out on a scout mission today? What do you think? <laughs> That is a good idea, Optimus Prime. Yeah. I mean, it was putrid. But and then the actual gameplay was horrendous. Ah. Uh, Absolutely terrible. That's. Um. Terrible. But at the, and the same token, they have like, like I said, there's like forty different Generation One skins, and they look pretty good. Honestly, they really look good. Um. But it never came out in the United States. Hmm. Um, however, I have a soft-modded PS2, and I, I tried to play it on there. So, even... And it runs fine, but it's like... It's the problem with a lot of the Japanese games, like... <laughs> you gotta get through the menus! <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what anything means in Japanese! <laughs> you just gotta keep hitting buttons till you... I hit one button, a leather button, I'm like, ugh! Um, so, but, but even if... Even if Hasbro brought back some kind, some form of Generation One, yeah, cartoon, movie, video game doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and they brought back the original voice actors: like Peter Cullen, Frank Welker, Michael Bell, Greg Berger. Alive. Yeah, who, whoever's still alive. They don't need all the original. You can get new guys. No, 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 no. But I'm saying, even if they did bring back all of the original guys. In the 1980s, they must have had a certain kind of it's like certain kind of equipment that they used to record these voices and alter these voices. Yeah. So add you know a adding like the special effect, especially so like a character like Sa uh, Soundwave. Yeah. With so. the vocoder. So with people all do that, there's people that do that now with like fan dub. I know. But but, but, but what I'm saying is, with all of our digital technology and filters and 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 all of these uh, processors now, yeah, and like you said, hearing the fans recreate the the sound wave voice with the vocoder and everything, it's good, but it's not exactly the way it was in in the Transformers old cartoon show. So, so would would they ever be able to? identically replicate those old effects from the 1980s today. See, why not? I don't think they could. I think they could come close, but not the same. It, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. No, I'm, I, true, but I'm just saying. It could never be... Even It if, was a very... Look, it was a very specific time period... One of the reasons that we most a lot of us don't like any of the subsequent Transformers cartoons is because they never really were done in quite the same way as that one. I mean, you know, first of all, it was it was it was written by uh, Americans, yeah, 
produced by Americans. I mean, the, the animation was done overseas, but it was an American show. I mean, Sunbow, an American company, it was an entirely American show. Yeah. And that's why it was, you know, that's why it, it clicked a lot better with, you know, American kids. Um, for example, a lot of the, a lot of people now, and I've talked about this before, that people are dubbing these, uh, the later incarnation of the Generation One cartoon, which was in Japan after the American show ended, they kept going. It was, it was Takara kept the show going and, the animation was pretty good. And, however, the problem that a lot of these fan dubs have, and it's not their fault, but the stories are, like, first of all, some of them have tried to translate the Japanese into English. Yeah. And it just does it makes no sense. And right. even when, when they've tried to rewrite it themselves based on what's like on screen, it's very difficult. Right. Because you, it, it, it's clear the animation style based on the writing style, directing style is Japanese. Right. And so you're kind of stuck with that. And it doesn't translate. And so they've tried and they've tried and they tried to do this and just the, the feel of it is it just doesn't come off as the American Generation One did. It comes out of as very Japanese. There's nothing wrong with that, but it that's why to me, like I've tried to watch it, and I'm like, uh, you know, this is just not that appealing. Yeah. Well, for I mean, me, it looks like the Generation Transformers. You know, it looks like it. It sounds like it, but the the stories and it just it just doesn't jive. It's not the same thing. For me, the reason, well, one of the reasons I loved the original Transformers Generation 1 cartoon show so much, number one, the characters, the personalities, the voices. So even though, like now, when I watch the old episodes as an adult, I find a lot of them are very silly and, and it's like, oh my God, how did I, how did I take this seriously as a child? It's very silly. But, I am still entertained by it because, like I said, the personalities slash voices are so strong that they carry the show. And also the visuals, like especially the first few seasons where it took place in like this, like the the colors were very lush and vibrant and it took place in, in a very lush green forest or these bright orange, like brown orange mountains and and the Transformers themselves, like Optimus Prime, this bright red and bl- bright blues. Hound was the bright green, and Soundwave was the, the the bright blue, and and it was like just very visually, I thought very well done. Then the original movie came out, and it took it in a whole different direction. And I love the original movie, but. From that point on, Hasbro was releasing these... T- and we talked about this with, with with Esteban a while ago, very briefly, but I don't know if my point entirely came across. My point is, after Transformers the movie, 1986... Well, the toys stunk after that. Right. And, and we got... With Esteban on the show, we got into a little bit of, well, because at that point in time, Hasbro ran out of... 
of vehicles it could license from Takar in Japan and started designing its own and they weren't as good. <laughs> Terrible. Or or n- not not that they weren't as good, but they were different. A different aesthetic, and I did not like that aesthetic. That's fine. But to build on that, after Transformers the movie, yes, Hasbro start, started designing its own toys. I felt like they were very inferior. But the toys and the cartoon show went in a direction that instead of having these lush forests and mountains and volcanoes and yeah it was very spacey it was, science fiction yeah it was all this weird shade of purple and green oh right right, right. and i'm like why like you had this beautiful beautiful these characters like Soundwave and optimus prime and 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 starscream with these like the orange windshield and the red and Beautiful colors, beautiful, and then they went in this weird, like purple direction where everything. That was just, I think that was just uh, to make it cheaper. I hated it. I hated the aesthetic. Look, you could even argue the second half of the second season, which was very long season. All of those episodes were not done by the same animation house that did the first season and the movie. Right. And the third season, because they were busy doing the movie, they contracted it out to some South Korean company. Right. And and it looks terrible compared to the rest of the show. It looks it, absolutely it, terrible. Right. It didn't look as good, but it still had those it still had the same color scheme. Right, well, whatever. Which I loved. That was a beautiful color scheme for all those oh, characters, well. like Blaster. And then like I don't know, like after the movie, they just I don't know what happened. Like, like you said, yes, it, it's it, it. It just it was just save money. Hasbro didn't want to. They didn't want to pay all that money anymore. But it's just what, what purple costs less than red. Yes, if you put what? if you somehow yes if you somehow reduce the number of colors that you're you're putting into the animation, no, it costs less money. I know if you reduce the number of colors, but the colors they were selecting. Well, what do you want? For were me? were just horrendous. Oh well. Anyway, all right, moving on. Next. Um, real quick, this movie was on the other day. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I decided to watch this. Beverly Hills Ninja. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, I, so, we saw this in a theater, I think. I didn't. Oh, you weren't there? I saw it on, oh. uh, when it came out on home video. Horrible. It was bad. No, it was, it was Chris... Chris um, Rock. His name. What? Rock. No. Oh, yeah, Chris Rock was terrible, but um, Chris Farley. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> not only was he so fat and, and just ridiculous, but his him trying to do this, like, like Bruce Lee kind of weird accent. <laughs> I I am here to help you, brother. I am a karate man. It was so annoying. When I... And then the stupid, the woman, Nicola Sheridan, constantly called, his name was ridiculous, constantly yelling out his name, Haru! Haru! Right. Like, Shut up! Let her die so she stops saying it! When did it, that came out in the late 1990s, right? No, it was like 94. What? No! Yeah. What? Oh no, maybe, no, maybe it was like 97. At least I'm looking it up now. Was it necessary yeah, you're right, 1997. So, I was very disappointed by it because I remember I watched Tommy Boy. Yes. Chris Farley, David Spade in the theater. Very funny. Chris Farley was great. 
Then I watched, uh, what was it, a year later or something, Black Sheep came out. Yeah. Chris Farley, David Spade. I thought it was very funny. I saw it in the theater. Thought it was very right. funny. So I'm like, this... Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So I'm like, Chris Farley, he's so funny. I was really into him at the time. Then he comes out with a new movie. Chris Farley, and not David Spade, but Chris Farley and Chris Rock. Two SNL guys. I'm like, alright, this is gonna be great. Didn't get to see it in the theater. Rented it from Blockbuster. And it was... One of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. I, d I don't understand how he could be so funny in these other two movies. And so, like, everything was totally falling flat in this movie. And then every other movie he did after that and every just, yeah, well, like worse and worse and worse. Yeah, well. Ex well, except he was actually very funny in Dirty Work. Right, but he was at that point. That was like a cameo. I mean, he wasn't a major, major player in that one. You know what it is? I th Well, I don't know. I was going to say maybe in some kind of group, like him and David Spade or him and... Yeah, he definitely needed a straight man to play off of. Exactly, right, right. Like him and Norm MacDonald. Or, but him by himself as the as the headliner, it didn't work. Uh, it's terrible. As much as I love Chris Farley, it just didn't work. Yeah. The end. <laughs> Num, Ninum. Wow. Well, again, n none of these names in Star Wars made any sense. But anyway, so that guy, the way he talked was like, "I'm the boss." Uh, 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 I think that's how Eskimos talk. <laughs>